0: Pick a pope, it's the game everybody played. Every once in a while, someone, usually a non catholic will say to us, do you believe in the pope? There's a subtle presumption behind that question. And it's a, we need to be aware of it. The Presumption is that if you don't accept the authority of the Holy Father in Rome, currently, of course, Pope Francis, then you don't believe in a pope. That's not true, my brothers and sisters. It's my contention that everybody has a pope. Presbyterians have a pope. Anglicans have a pope. Baptists have a pope. People who call themselves non-denominational Christians have a pope. Muslims have a pope. Buddhists, even atheists, have a pope. It's because everybody has an authority in their life that guides them, who defines the meaning of human existence for them and teaches them right from wrong. So the real question is not, do you believe in the pope? The real question for us to consider is, which pope do you believe in? In this regard, there are a number of possibilities. For example, there's what I would call the feel-good pope. Those who follow him live almost exclusively by their emotions. It feels good, and in their estimation, it must be okay. But how about the Gallup Pope? He's named after the famous poll taker. Those who follow him base their views and attitudes almost exclusively on what the majority says. So if 85% of Catholics say that they think artificial contraception is morally acceptable, those who follow the Gallup Pope immediately add their names to the 85 percent. very popular pope among the young people today is what I would call the peer pope. He lives and he acts and he speaks through their friends. Whatever their friends say is considered to be the truth. Or how about the pop pope? Try to say that ten times fast. He's a close, re- close relative of the Woke Pope has come on the scene in the last few years. Those who follow the Pop Pope are unduly influenced by the ideas of the contemporary pop culture, ideas that come through the music that they hear, through the media, the press, the Hollywood crowd, sports heroes, and Selk Abdullah. Of course, most of all followers of the Pop Pope are influenced these days by the ideas they encounter on social media because everybody knows if it's on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, it's got to be true, right? Sure, Father. Now, those are just some of the possibilities. Believe it or not, other possible popes even include some Protestant evangelists and theologians. Think, for example, of how many people followed the late Billy Graham as if he had been the designated authoritative interpreter of God's word. These people would have denied that they believe in a pope. Yet they listened to Graham as if he were the Lord's appointed mouthpiece here on planet Earth. Consequently, they obeyed him, as good Catholics will obey the Holy Father in Rome. Even those who have no religious affiliation whatsoever have a pope, in the sense that they have a person or a group of people to whom they look for guidance and direction. For example, many of the people who caused those riots on our city streets a couple of summers ago, as well as the university professors who've been stifling free speech on college campuses in recent years, those people all have the same toe. Perhaps you've heard of him. Same as Karl Marx. Secular media in this country doesn't tell you this stuff, my brothers and sisters, but it's true. Many of those rioters and university professors Are professed Marxists, who literally want to destroy American culture as we know it and create some kind of socialist utopia, with themselves in charge, of course. It's scary what's going on out there these days. Everybody has a pope, whether they're conscious of it or not. That's why I began my homily by saying, pick a pope, it's the game everybody plays. So I asked her this morning, which pope do you pick? Personally, I want to pick the pope that Jesus Christ picked, because that's the right pope. Today's Gospel text from Matthew 16, we see Jesus making his choice. Our Lord says to Peter, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Here, Jesus gives papal authority to Peter, which is the authority of spiritual fatherhood, spiritual fatherhood in the Lord's Church. And then Jesus indicates that this authority that Peter has is to be passed on to others in the future. He indicates that when he says, I give you, Peter, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That's an allusion to Isaiah 22, which was our first reading this morning. The keys there symbolize dynastic authority, authority which will be passed on from one person to another. The authority Eliakim received in the kingdom of David was the authority of an established office. When he left that office, somebody had to fill it. That's the way it is with the papacy. Peter's authority didn't die when he did. It was passed on. Those keys were passed on to Linus and Cletus, then Clemens, and finally now to Pope Francis. So you see, contrary to what some non-Catholics would have us believe, the Church didn't invent the Catholic papacy. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, did. And so for me, the game is easy. The pope I pick is the pope that Jesus picked. I've heard this morning is that the pick a pope game will be just as easy for all of you.